Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio, conversations to grow your business. Now here's your host, Roz Lewis. This is Lee Cantor with Roz Lewis. This is another episode of GWBC Radio, conversations to grow your business. I got with me today Roz Lewis, and a little later we'll have Terry Denison with the SBA on. But Roz, uh, before we get too far into things, tell us about what's been happening under these trying times at GWBC. Well, thank you, Lee and Stone. One of the things we are doing is trying to get information out to our constituency as everyone is facing this coronavirus, you know, COVID-19 pandemic. And this, of course, is so unprecedented. As a matter of fact, we're going to be launching a special web page on our website this afternoon, providing more information that each of our WBEs or small businesses, if you come to our site, will be able to get information on how to deal with this challenge that you're facing. Examples of financial assistance, as we're going to be talking about today on the show with Terry Dennison of SBA. But more importantly, other information, how your employees are dealing with it, how to deal with your employees as it relates to virtual working environments. We're also going to have a feed from the CDC as well as the World Health Organization. So I'll mention that a little bit more as a reminder to our listening audience, but we encourage you to go to our website at gwbc.org to find out more information that hopefully is going to help you, including how our leaders can chill in order for them to make good decisions. And I know this is a tough time and you're very excited about how you're going to continue to sustain your business. But it's also important that you take a moment to relax too in order to be able to make those good decisions as leaders. We're going to, on this show, we're going to be covering uh, in the upcoming episode some of specific strategies and bringing on some of the, the GWBC folks that are experts in a variety of topics that can help a WBE thrive during this time as well, right? Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It is important that we do bring you good information. And that's one of the things I want to share with everyone is that is the purpose of Business Radio X to bring you good information, good news. I know you hear so many other news that could be daunting for you, but at the same time, we're focused on about business, how we can continue to strive. Remember, we are a strong community. We haven't been through this before as a country, and we will survive this. But how do we make sure we put the right resources in place in order to do that? And that is why we here at Business Radio at and GWBC have partnered in order to bring you that good information. So, Lee, are you ready to get started with Terry? Absolutely. Why don't you introduce Terry? Terry, please provide us an overview about the SBA for our listening audience, because some people, believe it or not, are just not familiar with who the Small Business Administration is. Uh, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you, Roz, for having me on the show today. The U.S. Small Business Administration, or SBA, we're a federal government agency, been around since 1953, and in a nutshell, our mission and purpose is to support the U.S. economy by helping 
foster the creation and growth of small businesses. We do this in a variety of ways. We have programs uh, to support capital access for small businesses. We have resources to help them with uh, business education and counseling, and then tools to help them enter the federal contracting market if they want to pursue that business opportunity. And we also, as an agency, assist small businesses in times of disaster. Of course, with the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 virus and the the situation that we find ourselves in uh, economically, one of the things that the federal government has made available for this uh, particular time is our economic injury disaster loans. This is not a new program. A program that we have used along with some of our other disaster assistance programs, usually in the time of a, a natural disaster, you know, like uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, et cetera. Uh, sometimes it could be person created as well uh, if you're in an area that has been affected by civil disturbance or in the case of 9-11, uh, we did uh, uh, offer those economic injury loans because of the downturn businesses were feeling, especially in the D.C. and uh, New York areas. So this is the tool that we are using and trying to adapt to deal with the current challenge that we find ourselves in with the coronavirus. What qualifies a person to be eligible for this loan? Do they have to have, um, how do they have to use the loan? And what qualifications do they need to even apply for the loan? Well, the Economic injury disaster loan is used basically to help a business cover its financial obligations, expenses in the face of losing revenue, losing customers, because in this case, the social distancing policies that are being put in place in response to the coronavirus. These loans are for up to $2 million, and they're, they're a, a direct loan from SBA. You know, normally we go through commercial lenders right. uh, to make loans and then we guarantee those loans. This is actually a direct loan from the SBA for those purposes. We look at, and they're, they're a little more, because of the situation, we're a little more uh, relaxed in how we view the qualifications as opposed to with our traditional commercial loans. Basically, they're going to look at how, what the business was doing, how was it performing prior to the disaster. In this case, we're considering January 30th, 2020 as the start of this crisis. Mm-hmm. So businesses can look at what they did, say, six months prior to this and compare it to the same period last year, you know, the year before. And if there's been a loss or, you know, a significant decrease, then that would be a situation that would qualify that business for our disaster loan. We're, we're talking primarily like obviously this show is based in Atlanta, Georgia. Is this, uh, are these loans available now for folks in Georgia? Yes, they are. They became available as of late yesterday. Those are available. They are available. You can apply. We encourage people to apply on the online portal at sba.gov because that's a much more quick way to get the loans through the process. They, there is a paper uh, application option, but those do tend to be, you know, not receive the priority that they online. So I encourage people apply online. 
And then how do you determine the loan size? Like, is there a minimum? Like, say they only need, they don't need $2 million, they need $50,000. Does the person applying decide how much they'd like? Or is the SBA say, this is how much we have available for you? It's probably a little combination of both, but more weight being put on what the business owner indicates that they need. Of course, what SBA will look at is, you know, what the historical performance of that business was and compare it to the period that we're in now. And that, along with what the the business owner is telling us, will determine what that loan amount is. There is a possibility to go back and request additional funds if, you know, God forbid this goes you know longer. There is a mechanism for doing that. Some of the listeners here have relationships with the SBDC. Does the SBDC help a company go through the loan process, or you don't have to have a previous relationship with the SBA in order to apply for these loans? Uh, no, you d- you do not have to have a pre-established relationship with SBA. In fact, a lot of times that's how businesses are introduced to the SBA when they uh, encounter a disaster and uh, go to come to us for disaster assistance. Uh, um, thank you for mentioning the Small Business Development Centers, uh, which is a resource partner of ours. We partner with the University of Georgia. They provide free one-on-one consultation and technical assistance, and they have uh, specifically told us that they're ready to assist small businesses with the paperwork and, and working through the application process. Uh, same with SCORE, our volunteer partner organization, our Women Business Centers and our district office staff um, as well. So we're trying to bring on a lot of resource partners and small business stakeholders uh, into this process, helping them to understand it so that they can work with their constituencies. Now, these small business people so, out there that are dealing with the these loan applications, is this something that they um, have to worry about kind of personally guaranteeing or putting up like their house for collateral or their, you know, worry about their credit scores? Like how much of that it comes into play when it comes to, you know, applying and getting these loans? Okay. Uh, I think the with the disaster assistance loan is a little more relaxed. Well, for example, we don't have a, uh, a minimum credit score. Uh, SBA tends to work, look at cash flow as the main, you know, uh, I guess, determinant of whether or not to provide a loan. They'll look at the historical data, you know, prior to the disaster. And, you know, if that business was doing fairly well, there's you know, a pretty good chance they're going to get that loan. Uh, if the borrower, the individual rather, uh, the owners, you know, if their credit, you know, maybe borderline, you know, maybe in the 600, that doesn't necessarily kick them out because because of the nature of these loans, we're really trying to provide them to the broadest number of businesses possible. So if you had a ding, you know, it probably would not impact you if it was, you know, really bad, you know, not so much. And the one thing I do want to emphasize is that if the business wasn't doing well before this crisis, then, you know, this particular loan program is not going to help address that. Now, uh, the purpose of the disaster assistance loan is to kind of help people maintain where they were prior to the disaster. Now, Roz, um, 
what are you thinking about this? This is a lot of uh, great information for the GWBC folks, right? Yes. And, you know, one of the things, Terry, I want to kind of go back to some of the comments that you made already um, for our listening audience, because they are broad and vast. They literally go beyond our region, um, which we're very excited to have them. Um, Can you talk about the fact that, yes, there are other small business development centers? Of course, you are um, um, your organization is aligned with the one here in Georgia at um, you know, with the universities here, but what about the other states? Because we cover North Carolina, South Carolina, and I'm pretty sure there's people listening, you know, from all over the country um, sure. to this and to make sure that they know there's someone local there for them. Sure. The Small Business Development Center program is a national program. So there's going to be uh, at least one Small Business Development Center network in your state. Uh, in some of the larger states, you know, there may even be more than one network. So for North Carolina, South Carolina, for example, they each have uh, small business development centers as well as uh, SCORE chapters where the SCORE volunteer uh, business uh, people can assist with this process. Now, So uh, we encourage you all, to, and are they mostly at universities? They are. They are primarily at universities. There's a few that have been grandfathered in that had other affiliations, but uh, pretty much all of them are required to be uh, connected to an institution of higher learning. And uh, we use uh, SBDC here uh, to help us grow the Business Radio X Network. We work with Paul Wilson out of the uh, University of Georgia, I think Georgia State office uh, here in Atlanta, and it's a tremendous value to us. Uh, A great resource has helped us on multiple fronts, just from strategically thinking about the business and helping us kind of, um, you know, kind of leverage the resources that are available. And that's the thing. A lot of business owners don't realize how many resources are available to the small business. They don't have to do this alone. This running a business is hard enough. You don't have to do this alone. There's so many resources in the SBA provides just a great number of resources to help a business not only just exist, but to thrive and grow. Um, so we appreciate everything the SBA is doing. And this is another example about how our tax dollars are at work helping the small to mid-sized business grow. I mean, this is not just something that is uh, kind of a nice to have. This is a must have, especially during these crisis situations. So we appreciate everything that, that uh, you're doing, Terry. And Roz, we appreciate you um, helping make people aware of this. And this is a, if you want to introduce yourself to the SBA, this is a perfect time to do this. Um, Like you said, this is a crisis and people uh, that have businesses that are vulnerable need to know about these, uh, this loan opportunity because this is, could be a make or break thing for a lot of business owners. Yes. And I would add also, you know, you know, Terry, you know, to expand on the fact that SBA partners with so many other organizations. There are women business development centers that are also out there of which they partner with um, to bring these resources to our small businesses. Now, you talked about SCORE, and, you know, that's an acronym. So kind of expand on Mm -hmm. that a little bit, too, so that our audience understands what SCORE is. And we and, you know, as Lee has mentioned, your tax dollars have already paid 
for these resources that are available to you. And so they're just not the superhero that come in at the time of a disaster to help you, but they're there day in and day out to assist you with growing your business. So can you expand on SCORE? Sure. SCORE um, used to stand for Service Corps of Retired Executives. Uh, it's a volunteer part, uh, volunteer organization of re- mainly retired business people, but can actually now include active business persons. Um, because it's no longer limited to retired persons, SCORE is simply now SCORE. You know, like okay. KFC, you know, KFC used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, now it's just KFC. Kind of the same yeah. concept. Uh, so our SCORE volunteers, you know, they because they've been in the trenches, and in some cases are still in the trenches as business people, use that knowledge to share and pass on to prospective and current uh, business owners uh, so that they don't make the same mistakes that maybe those uh, volunteers made early on in their business careers. Uh, And we can help those businesses, you know, move along even further without encountering some of those downfalls. Um, And, you know, their counseling is free. They also provide training. Some of it's free. Some of it is um, low cost, just to cover the cost of the training on a variety of business subjects, uh, not only to start a business, but once you've started the business, what are the things you need to do to continue to grow that business and increase its capacity? Well, thank you, you know, because I think that is key and important of understanding how um, I read once there are enough mistakes that have been made. We don't need to create new ones. And this um, particular arm of SBA with the SCORE team are experienced business people who have been there, done it, tried it, and yet they are there and available to expand that knowledge to help you all um, grow your businesses and not make you know the same mistake. And granted, there are going to be some mistakes made, but not to that extent. Let me ask you about this, kind of getting back to this um, um, disaster um, loan program that you all, you know, we all know cash is queen, right? Uh, and yeah. of course, some people say king, but cash <laughs> is queen. And, you know, what's the timeline for these loan approvals, you know, from the submitting of the application? Because time is of the essence of people looking at their payrolls. They're looking at trying to pay their bills. Uh, I was just on a, a training call with our disaster operations here, which is also located here in Atlanta for the eastern half of the United States, and they tell us that the time frame would be 14 to 21 days okay. to uh, so, to go, you know, to get to approval of the loan, and then uh, the borrower will, of course, need to complete and uh, do some things on the back end. Uh, for the loan closing, and then that's when the it, disbursement of funds would occur. And is this loan closing um, in person? Is everything going to be conducted online? Uh, it is done virtually. Uh, the you know the there will be certain uh, instructions that the borrower is given because uh, they'll be provided with the loan authorization and some of the other closing documents and a checklist of what they need to do. Uh, to, to make that happen, but it's not formal like you know we maybe we're used to where 
everybody sits at the table and there's attorneys and you know it's it's, it's much simpler and uh, not in person. And then can you I guess thank goodness for DocuSign, huh? Sorry, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about the uh, repayment of the loan? Is it like what are the interest terms and then how quickly is it is there any kind of uh, starting pay do you immediately begin repaying the loan or like what how does that work? Uh, yeah. Well, the good news is because of, you know, these are disaster loans, there's a, a lot more flexibility uh, with that as opposed to maybe our more conventional uh, loan uh, guarantee programs. Uh, you would, the, they have up to 30 years to repay the loan. Uh, and that's for amortization purposes so that those monthly payments can be low. There's no prepayment penalty, so... Once we get through this, things pick up. Maybe the business even grows beyond where they were before the disaster. They can take that debt out and, and pay it off without penalty. Uh, normally, uh, there is a four-month period where no payment is not required. And I know that our Office of Disaster Assistance is looking at, in this particular instance, maybe even extending that period before the business would have to start looking at repaying the loan. And then the interest rate? But currently, you're saying four months? I want I want our listening audience to hear that. So it's a four-month? Yeah, yeah. yeah, a minimum of four months where you wouldn't have to pay before you actually started the repayment process. And as I mentioned, uh, because of given our situation in this particular case, I think we are looking at possibly extending that. But it won't be before four months. And then interest rates? Yeah. Well, currently, uh, this is a fixed rate uh, set by statute, uh, a statutory formula. Currently, it is 3.75% for small businesses. And actually, nonprofits are eligible for this uh, particular loan, which is a departure from our usual policy. Their rate is 2.75. I know that there have been some feedback and concern about the current 3.75 interest rate for uh, small businesses because, of course, the Fed has dropped the interest rate. Uh, and I think that's information that we have fed back up to our, our, our folks in Washington to see if there's a way that can be addressed. So, uh, But at, that's what it is at this particular time. And then is there... So is depending this... upon your closing... Sorry. No, go ahead, Ross. Go ahead, Ross. Sorry about that. Yeah, because this is exciting information, right? Um, So depending upon your closing date as to what that interest rate may be, even though right now the the base rate is 3.75, but given the fact that you all have already addressed this and according to, um, you know, with the Federal Reserve has lowered the rates, that could change. And will it just depend upon your closing date? Or will they consider lowering that rate to whatever the final rate will be? That part, uh, because it has, you know, this hasn't actually been done. I'm not certain uh, on uh, how to answer that. Um, it, usually, you look at interest at the time uh, of application. I know, okay. you know, I know with our regular loan programs, we do that. Um, but like I said, I I think. We've been getting this feedback quite a bit about 
the fact that it's higher compared to uh, what the market rate is. And so, you know, hopefully our, we're able to do something because it is the, it is set by statute. So it's harder to waive statute than an internal policy uh, uh, guideline or regulation. So uh, that's something we'll have to stay tuned on. Now we're talking. I want to let everybody know we hear you. Now we're talking a lot about the disaster assistance loan program, but the SBA has a variety of other loan programs as well. Are those loan programs going as normal? Yes, they are, and and in fact, uh, for individuals or for businesses that have already um, obtained an SBA backed loan, either uh, with one of our loan guarantee programs, we have. Uh, always had a provision where lenders can have some flexibility to defer payments or offer interest-only payments for a certain period of time uh, to help a business weather a temporary situation. So we've really been encouraging our lenders, uh, once again, of their authority to do that. They don't even have to ask us, in most cases, to do this. They can do it unilaterally. And uh, deferments, for example could be up to six months. Now, um, if you were a small business person, uh, how would you advise them about uh, going through this process? Is this something that they all they just have to do is just go to the website and then everything is there? Or uh, uh, how would you recommend them moving forward if they want more information or want to pursue this uh, disaster assistance loan program? Oh, sure. There's several ways to do this. Uh, first, I would, in fact, uh, encourage them to go to the website, uh, sba.gov forward slash disaster, uh, because there is more detailed information about the program. Uh, and uh, then they can uh, look at the online application. Uh, there's kind of step to step-by-step notes on how to go about completing the application online. Um, if they need additional assistance, there is also our uh, Disaster Assistance Customer Service Center, uh, and they're at 800-659-2955. Uh, they're there seven days a week to help uh, borrowers work through the application process. They can also email if they have questions uh, to Disaster Customer Service. That's all one word. Disaster Customer Service at sba.gov. Now, Roz, uh, you mentioned some resources for the GWBC folks. Um, is there anything that you're doing to help them kind of connect with the SBA right now? Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, that webpage that we are creating, um, it's literally the purpose of it is for to be a one-stop shop for our um, constituency to be able to get information about financial resources, about um, business resources, health resources, um, so that you can just go to that page. And it's at gwbc.org. But one of the things I want to reiterate, um, because Terry mentioned, you know, she threw out a lot of information about numbers um, of contacts, you know, just remember and I'm pretty sure the lines are going to be jammed, but still, you never give up. That's why you're in business and that you're the businesses that you are. Um, it's 
659-2955 for disaster relief assistance from SBA. And of course, the email address is disaster customer service, all one word at sba.gov. But we are encouraging you to definitely get engaged. This may be the reason that you're becoming familiar. This situation may be the reason that you're becoming familiar with the Small Business Administration. Don't let it be the only reason that you're becoming familiar with SBA, meaning you will continue to utilize their services that they're providing. Um, Terry, there are other loan programs that are also beneficial for our small businesses because I'm pretty sure, as you mentioned, there are qualifiers there um, for this particular loan, although they're pretty relaxed. But yeah. can you talk about a little bit about what the other loan um, um, programs are real quickly? Sure. Before we close out? Um, sure. Um, we have our, our biggest loan guarantee program. Uh, we call it the 7A loan program. But you can guarantee loans up to $5 million with that, or SBA can, can use the proceeds for a variety of purposes, working capital, uh, machinery, equipment, inventory. Uh, in some cases, you can use it to refinance existing business debt, commercial real estate. We also have a program called our 504 loan program. It focuses on fixed asset financing, so commercial real estate uh, what I call long-life machinery and equipment, like production equipment. Uh, it could be used to acquire those um, type of assets or refinance debt related to those types of assets. What's great about 504 is that it's a fixed rate, and it's tied. the rate is tied to the treasury rate as opposed to prime, so it tends to be lower than a, a conventional uh, loan. And then we have our microloan program for for businesses that only need small amounts of capital, uh, and those loans go up to $50,000. And those are delivered by our participating community development financial institutions uh, that we have approved to make those loans. Wow. So you understand that there's quite a bit um, of opportunity there for you all financially to help support your business. Because once again, cash is queen and king, you know, for these businesses. And the lifeblood is what I always say of um, any business in order for them to scale and grow. Um, so Lee, uh, you know, I would say once again, please visit our website at gwbc.org for more information. We are here to help you. And um, we are going to get through this. We are going to see the other side of this. And we are going to come out um, stronger. And I like to say a parting thought um, real quick is that you never know how strong you are until strong is the only choice that you have. And that was by Kayla Mills, um, a quote by Kayla Mills. But I want to thank Terry Dennison so much for taking time out. I know you're on several um, um, talk shows and and events to bring this information um, to people, and we really appreciate you taking time to be with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Lee? 
Well, thank you both for being part of the show today. Roz, thank you uh, and for your leadership at GWBC. It's important work that you're doing to help the uh, you know women-owned businesses know the truth and find out where the reliable sources are, and we try our hardest to be one of those sources with you. And Terry, your work at SBA is going to be critical as we get through this trying time. So one more time, the website for the application for the loan, because I think you guys are going to be overwhelmed by people taking advantage of this. And if they're not taking advantage, that's on them. I mean, all you could do is provide the opportunity. Uh, so one more time, Terry, the website, if somebody wants to apply for this disaster loan. www.sba.gov forward slash disaster. Everybody, please take a moment, go to that website and put your application in. Uh, a lot of businesses are going to be vulnerable during this time, but don't forget a lot of the greatest businesses are developed during trying times and yours could be one of them. And we will keep you up to date uh, with a lot of resources and information as we move forward. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton and Roz Lewis. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio.